Welcome, everyone, to the X Factor Files podcast. I'm Daryl. I'm Philip, and we have a very special guest who I am so, I was so excited when Daryl was like, we're interviewing this person. Demanda Martini. Hi, hello again. And we are so excited to have you here for X Factor Annual number eight. It's so ridiculous. I love it. (laughs) It's, it's. A wild ride, everyone. Get ready. It is. Um, first of all, we should, uh, the elephant in the room, we've covered so much X Factor. This is not our X Factor. This is not what we typically cover. So this is the team before. This is the government team. Yes, oh. this is the, <laughs> so X Factor investigations with Maddox and Siren, like in the 2000s mm-hmm. is, like, I did not know I had read this issue and then as I was reading, I'm like, wait a minute. I've seen these people before. I've I've read this before. Nope. And it was because I did a backup like early in our podcast of like, what's some background of this team? And I And you and picked this, this issue, apparently. I did. You're like, you know, I this need some one. back some background on Peter David's prior team. I'm reading X Factor Annual number eight. I did. But I will say, I mean, one of the backup stories is is a good little like recap of everyone's kind of like origin. So like fairly good. It job. is. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Philip, do you want to start us off with the recap as we're <laughs> walking through the set the stage for us? Um, the stage is Batman, but make it Marvel. <laughs> so so apparently people are not as angry about trademark things. So We've got Batman starring Adam West and Burt Ward on a, uh, what's the word? A, a marquee. movie marquee with the this little kid and his parents coming out and she is bedecked in pearls. Of course. I mean, you can't, you can't have this story without a woman in a pearl necklace. Although. I mean, what again, is she going to clutch? But again, I am going to say it again. I mean, I've said this every time I've seen a Batman origin story. If you grab pearls and you break them and the pearls fall off, they're not real pearls. Like Martha Wayne doesn't wear real pearls because uh-huh. they are they are knotted individually on a pearl necklace. That way when it snaps, they don't fall off because they're expensive. Oh. <laughs> like that... one might fall off. Right. Like if you if it breaks, you don't want all like yeah, you don't want all rolling all over the room. Everywhere. So uh, to quote the uh, incredible uh, uh, tr- Truth or Dare, Madonna's Truth or Dare, Martha can't afford real pearls. Martha can't afford real <laughs> pearls. Um, again, Which that might make sense later. This issue, but like it's it's a trope that I freaking hate. Huh. Um, and we've got several pages of this. Like it's legit a Bruce Wayne origin and, story. And it's also and... like, why? Why do we have this? I don't know. I don't know if it's like Peter David trying to make a snarky thing at Batman or not. Of I, like, I, oh, this is ridiculous. Let me give this ridiculous it, it, or, background. Or, or like trying to show the flip side because this is the origin story of Charon, which is also wild. Um, and like trying to show that like, oh, Batman could have been a villain if he would have like. Oh, like, oh, look you at you going I mean? for the serious read. Yeah, <laughs> but I will also say, is this technically the first appearance of Random? Or or was he already a character in in X Factor at this time? 
I have no idea. This is the only X Factor of this era that I have read. So, so clearly I didn't do that much research. So, I read this one and it's just spoiler like... Spoiler alert, I guess. But again, this issue is 30 years old. So the assassin that comes in uh, to kill um, Charon's parents uh, and is acting as the sort of uh, Joker figure, whatever you want to call the person who kills uh, Bruce Wayne's family, uh, has a gun for an arm. And when... Uh, young Charlie rips, which also, what a cheap fucking jacket if you can literally rip it off someone's <laughs> arm. As he rips it off the arm, you can see that his whole arm is a gun and it transforms back into a hand. Uh, which again, as an X-Men person, I understand that this character is random, uh, who is an X-Men character. Um, but again, Daryl, do you know, like, is this technically Rand's first appearance or was he already established by this point i would need to look because uh, we have run across other issues where there are different first appearance characters in the issue we found shards first appearance even though she's a a mental construct but still Mm -hmm. and uh, other i mean in the backup stories of other ones you have the first and only appearance of some people as well so i wouldn't be surprised if this is random's first appearance again as like as like you know when they like to do like a, as a cameo appearance yeah so charles so no, has his, sorry his first appearance was x factor 80 88 so that probably came out which was march 1993 so and, right around the time that yeah. this issue came out yeah. Which so, then I guess I guess is then up to the reader being like, oh well, I read, you know, I read both of these at the same time, mm-hmm. or you know, around the same. We get right. the the troubled youth of Charles Charlie, Ronalds. Um, he's angsty. He doesn't play well with others. He maybe sometimes only has a friend of a young strong guy, but at the bottom of this first page where he's showing off how angsty he is, strong guy gets hit by a bus and this is the onset of strong guy's powers where he can absorb that kinetic energy but he doesn't know what to do with it his body sort of absorbs it and becomes that gigantic torso that we all know and love Mm -hmm. and charles off to the side is like mutant he's a mutant a mutant killed my parents and like because that's the thing that random says like i'm a mutant and Don't I just did this evil thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so he like tries to smash Strong Guy's head in with a rock as sociopaths are apparently want to do. Yeah, because Charlie is a full-on, we're going to get into even more disturbing behavior. S- super disturbing. Um, but Strong Guy can't control his power and is like, help make make it stop. And Charles goes flying off. And is stuck in bed with broken arm, broken leg. Like, he'll be fine. He might have a limp. But they're clean breaks. He's got something going up his nose. And uh, I did like this um, little thing while he's in the hospital and the people on the other side of the curtain are using a Ouija board to get Mary Jo Kopechny. (laughs) It's a good Ted Kennedy callback (laughs) in an X-Factor comic that I didn't expect. I don't know who that is. She is the woman who died when he drove off a bridge in Chappaquiddick. Mm-hmm. Um, not convicted, you know, allegedly. Allegedly. Was, allegedly, he was super drunk and there was a cover-up and she's the young woman that died. Oh. 
So the nurse is like, could you always keep it down? We've got other patients. I need to rest. Why are you fooling with a silly Ouija board? Magic and talking to the dead. What a waste of time. Oh, it's not going to be a waste of time soon in this comic. So little seed planted. Then we get Creeper uh, Charles. He's all healed up. He's back home. Different foster, the foster family has moved. And the mom was like, what happened to my good carving knife? (coughs) And the cane that Charles has now has a little slit in it and he's stalking this poor neighbor cat. Animal cruelty moment. Mm -hmm. He does what sociopaths do and terrible things to the cat. And that's, well, that's how we know. That's all we need to say about the the Uh, animals. Uh, That is how we know his evilness has been upgraded to where he's a full on psycho. And then the, the neighbor girl is freaking out the parents go to talk to him and the the dude is pounding on the door let me in we need to talk to you and the foster mom's like we just want to talk and he they open the door there's a candelabra on the bookcase <laughs> there's some flaming pumpkins on the bed he uses there's like pump, the, 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 pumpkin, the pumpkin chandelier <laughs> is what really got me and he's just backlit with his back towards them being super creepy so like nothing and he's like what do you want to talk to me about and they're like uh nothing this dude is just pure evil is the the point of all that dear reader Mm -hmm. fast forward to strong guy and players being on a talk show they're on donahue they're on phil donahue uh does it say donahue they say but but it's his face yeah, and then they, oh, they, they, they do mention it later, but like I, that's Phil that, Donahue's face. I did not know Donahue. I had like Ricky Lake and Sally Jesse Raphael. Oh, and the Jenny Jones show, which had oh. Buff Bagwell and Disco Inferno from WCW on, and that so was some wrestling punks for you. And that was the moment of like, oh, am I gay? One <laughs> 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 um, of many, but so. Uh, Strong Guy and Polaris are being interviewed by Don Hewell at the same time the rest of the team is in their danger room, except there have been budget cuts. So it's just Val Cooper shooting at them with a gun. Like, right. She's which, like, this, which also I kind of love that for her. She's like, this is your training fucker. Who's blam, 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 blam. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, you know, this isn't as effective as like the actual danger room. Yeah, she's like, like this, just this shut up and great. <laughs> and she's, I mean, I like her look like the headbound it's very sonia blade from mortal Kombat, oh, which is also a movie advertised in these comics from this year so the for the iconic there's mortal Kombat, there's super mario brothers the movie with the dinosaurs and um nightmare before christmas are the big ads mm-hmm. so the rest of the team they watch donahue um, My favorite part of the whole thing is Alex going off about what Lorna is wearing, which, by the way, is literally a bathing suit and a bolero <laughs> jacket with some thigh highs. It's also like, Lorna, you're going on fucking Donahue, and you're wearing you're wearing this? I mean... It's an outfit to make Cersei proud. I don't hate uh, it. <laughs> it's, quite, it's quite literally out of Cersei's closet. Like, yes. <laughs> it, I feel like Michelle Visage would be like, a belt and a bodysuit? No. <laughs> Groundbreaking. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Strong Guy has 
a discussion about like, is it a disability to be a mutant? Is it not like, why do people want to say like, you should be cured, like you're ill, like we don't see it that way. So so also this whole GC thing, What I'm assuming that's something that Peter David tried to make happen instead of saying mutant. And I just, I, I don't, I don't, I don't recall it or like why it was a thing or what it even stands for. No, it gene something. I didn't know either. I just sort of rolled with it. Me too. Um, <laughs> so um, Peter David tried to make GC happen and it did not go line wide yeah. in the X titles no, or really bad. stick around in X Factor. It gene control. I don't know. Gene anyway, it's slang for. Right. Mutant. A mutant. But we get some classic strong guy. He calls the dude Donahue a Blork. Bjork. <laughs> Blork with an L. I yeah. keep the not Bjork, the Icelandic singer. No, it's not Bjork. He does not call Donahue Bjork. Um, then we see uh Charlie slash Karen. Char and he this is he's like wish.com black tom. Yes. <laughs> He's got a staff, like his cane he has has a, evolved into a staff with a little skull on it. He's got the black robe with some red highlights. He has a dust chair made out of skeletons. He did not wear it better. Like, <laughs> he did not. I, we're, I, we're here for Tom Cassidy and his on again, off again with Kane Marco. Right. Um, um, he goes up to the roof of his building and draws a pentagram and he's like, I need been, to do a ritual. He's been preparing for this ritual. He got all this stuff he says only one line and then like it's up to the narration to say like this is the creepiest laugh you've ever heard imagine <laughs> the creepiest laugh but it's worse than that it's Ru it's rupaul coming back from a commercial break <laughs> <laughs> i will say the, the the art here like the little demons and the flames is kind of cool oh yeah on, on the pentagram page yeah. yes Ooh, it's serving chernabog from fantasia which yes I one of my favorites. Um, so yeah, he's doing the opposite of the monologuing that is so prevalent in that Ronan did in another annual that we covered. Mm -hmm. Ronan gave away the farm <laughs> in his dialogue, uh, right. and this guy, it's it's just like narrator. So what? So we're basically it. seeing the inside of his twisted mind. He calls forth a very muscle daddy demon, um, but with a very odd name the name was clute yeah clute like who which apparently this demon does it has appeared before and was yeah. like the enemy of the hulk or something and i don't get it I, oh which would make sense because peter david was on his 12-year run on hulk at the same time so he probably oh. borrowed a villain from his cache of villains and right. it was like clute can appear i I will say a comment for the end that may or may not be a spoiler for you from comics that are, you know, 20 years old. Okay. So, so Clute comes around and he is like, hey, loser, what's right? up? And he's like, you can't, I'm protected in this pentagram. And Clute's like, fuck you are. And like, <laughs> lifts like, him up like, by it, a nail. Yeah, it's like, like, let's fuck around and find out. <laughs> <laughs> and he's about to eat this fucker. And he's like, wait, 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 wait. What if I can like do something for you what if i bring you souls will you give me powers so i can defeat my enemies because i hate x factor and he's like uh i'm glad you brought them up um i'd like them uh, i mean but first like make them want it like 
Um, okay. I get their souls, but like they need to be tortured souls. So can you do the torturing part? And like, then uh, they need to beg to be released to me. Um, like put them through the ringer. And and uh, <laughs> Karen's like, you son of a bitch, you got a deal. Let's do it. And it's weird. Like the demon's like, did you say X Factor? Interesting. I've acquired a number of recently deceased who have complained bitterly about them <laughs> which is setting up like a, a classic peter david right like, joke coming in a page or two where he's like i've acquired some souls and at this point you're wondering like wow like who like who did they kill that that is so that, embittered they've been talking about this team like read on and how did a demon from the underworld hear about an x team but not right. but not but not x-men <laughs> yeah like not mainline x-men and there's a reference in here that there's going to be a war between the underworld deities and clute needs to like he needs to amass be, some power beef up his squad he to, needs who needs these right. souls so he's like yeah i'll give you some power just bring me souls um and the way he gives him power is to make him like <laughs> look fucking ratchet like right Right. He just like burns him to a crisp and gives him like one like big glowy eye. It's very, it's very weird. Yeah. And by empowered, I mean fried, deep fried, <laughs> like chicken. Yeah. Right. Um, it's, yeah. And oh, it's, it's a thing. So uh, now we're back at headquarters. I do like Val Cooper's team suit, like her action listen. jacket. So he's got a utility belt. I, ready for the field. I, 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 I want to do a Val Cooper X Factor look, but first I'm doing that bitch Val Cooper from the upcoming X Men 97 look. Um, I'm very excited for, but like the bitch Val Cooper, though, like I've always liked Val Cooper. Yes. Uh, just, I, again, just, just, just a side note for Val Cooper fans out there. I've, oh, I've always been a fan of Val Cooper. I've always loved the fact that she has been like that bitch who's like, Kind of Machiavellian, where she's like, what's going to be the best for me and whatever goals I am trying to achieve in this moment? Like, let's do that. Um, I fell in love with her uh, fairly early on in, like, her appearances, because, like, when I started doing, like, my back reads of X-Men, um, she also makes appearances in uh, Mutant Genesis, the uh, um, Christopher Golden-written X-Men novels that were around this time, which are excellent, highly recommend. It's a trilogy of books called Mutant Empire. Um... I also firmly believe that had they used Val Cooper instead of Moira McTaggart in X-Men First Class, that movie would have been so much better and it would have made way more sense. Mm. Oh, yeah. Because because then she would have been a government agent and not... Yep. Uh, anyway, it, it would have worked just a lot better. Um, but what really... Again, I already loved her, but what really solidified my love of her is the Cerebro podcast episode on her because... Listen, pull up that ponytail, get a crowbar, and she'll take out your kneecaps. Like, <laughs> I, I love her. I do, too. And I feel like people dislike her. And I see that on the internet. And I'm like, no. Granted, exactly. my exposure is very limited. But still, she gets it done. Right. And she does it in because like a multi-ethical way. Done. Yeah. They're in a team meeting, sort of. Like, she's trying to talk to them, but they're playing cards. They're debriefing Donahue, and I appreciate the Madrox stuff. Um, if there is, there is one person who 
I believe can write Mad Rocks supremely well, and it is Peter David. Right. Fact. Um, and it's evident even back in the early 90s in these issues. <laughs> Val calls them lazy, and he says, I resent you saying that. And she's like, what, you think I'm wrong? And he's like, no, I just resent you saying it. <laughs> <laughs> right. And also, Val Cooper will tell you how it is without any sugarcoating. And exactly. like Yes, I stand. But the team gets attacked, and Quicksilver, he knows because of his senses. I guess. Um, right. So he grabs Val. Havoc grabs Polaris, who is wearing the same bathing suit before. But now there's like a utility leg garter. Uh, she's got utility uh, garters uh, uh, over well, her boots. So, so, so this is her actual gold uniform when she's like, I'm defeating my eating disorder by wearing the least amount of clothes possible. <laughs> Oh what? no. Yes. <laughs> Legitly, that's what happened. She has one therapy session with Doc Samson and decides that the way for her to defeat her eating disorder is to just start wearing revealing clothing. Oh no. Uh, that sounds like the patriarchy. I, and that boy. sounds like Peter David took a giant sort of cocaine and decided that that's <laughs> how women think. And so the attack that's happening is it blasting through the window it's a fiery blast and it's karen riding um a gargoyles um it is a fantastic car but make it gargoyles so also that same thing is also kind of like what his chair looked like in his mm. house oh yeah so I'm assuming if you like used magic to like make that a thing oh i he made it into oh, a yeah. giant chair that flies oh he did so he used evil magic, and he's like, I'm here to kill you. So prepare. <laughs> and to do so, I have gotten your greatest enemies together. Yes, his great, your greatest <laughs> foes. And they're like, oh my god. Who? Those who died with their thoughts upon death being that they wanted vengeance for their most hated foes. <laughs> and we've got... your greatest and deadliest enemies. Uh, I, Karen, have summoned them from the pit. They scream for revenge, and they scream like this is so dramatic. X Factor, Factor, deadliest him with like his burnt purple body, like <laughs> whatever these like mummy wraps are around, like biker shorts, and then just like this green cape, like what, and these bracelets that don't fit. Like, ma'am, what is this look? My, I've had so many thoughts about the bracelets in this era of like, why are they discs? Why are they spikes? You can't touch anything without stabbing yourself, right? And his the wraps on his face are not the same color as the wraps he's using for shorts. It, like none of, none of it makes sense. But I mean, even the little demon on his staff is not Clute. <laughs> Who yeah. is this other demon on his he, staff? It's, it's Lexington from not Lexington, uh, uh, from Gargoyles, the red one. Because Lexington's like the little guy. I think uh, Brooklyn. Brooklyn, it's Brooklyn yeah. from Gargoyles. I'm like, you are off brand. You are empowered by one demon, but wearing another. It's, it, it, and the so whole book is a mess. There's this big reveal. We've got face your de greatest and deadliest enemies, Professor Vic Chalk Chalker, Carnivore, which is a dinosaur man. And I, I stand a good dinosaur man. <laughs> and number one fan, which is this dude with like, <laughs> You know, those medieval hats where they'd have the ribbons coming out and there's like two horns this dude like it's got those cones but it's just his hair yeah number it's, one it, it's, on um, uh, the, the the villain from uh sonic 
It's giving. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he's got propellers where his hands are. <laughs> and appa- so apparently these are all characters that happened previously. Yeah. Yeah. There's and references. And, and like, you know, there's a little box at the end. But my favorite is literally the next panel when the entire team goes, who? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. They're all like, are you sure you don't have us confused with X-Force? I mean, everyone confuses us with X-Force. And how are these thing- people that we've just never heard of? <laughs> also, I didn't know that this was Rain until like now. I thought this oh. was Feral oh. because of the hair. Right. Well, and, everybody kind of had that hair in, in this era. But yeah. one of my favorite things that, that Guido says is, here's how you remember. We're the one team that doesn't have any action figures. Says the one character who got an action figure in this era. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's true. That build a figure that when we cleaned all of your action figures. Wait, what? He wasn't a build a figure. He had his own X Factor suit, strong guy action figure. Oh, yeah, we're talking about what, we're talking about Toy Biz. Yeah, the oh. Toy Biz action figure. Yes, got it. And because Mad Rocks did get an action figure, but it was a mail away figure. Oh, later in the nineties through like Wizard, yeah, like or it, Toy and, Fair, and and like uh, Polaris eventually got a repaint of Rogue, and Wolf Spain got that. Terrible. Well, the two terrible figures. One that was like that New Mutants run, and then the other that was a repaint of Deathbird that they glued fur on. Oh yeah. No. Oh no. Yeah. Yes. It's it's legit mangy. At like, least well, oh. all of them are so bad. Like they're at, so so bad. At least in X Factor Investigations, like where she's super wolfy, that would be a fun figure. Where yeah. like actually wolf shaped yeah the 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 one from uh the new mutants line is so wild first of all she has this long hair that's like she-ra hair she has a long tail but like she's posed in such a weird legit google it google it because it's such a wild character like she has one long arm that's like this and the other arm is like posed like this i'm sorry that for those of you who can't see me doing this Dear listener, there's some gesturing happening. But then she comes with a rocket launcher backpack. <laughs> what? It's so wild. That character. <laughs> I, hold on. I'm going to Google it right now to show, to show so, you. And it, okay. Havoc, I, I have the Toy Biz Havoc as well. Oh, um, oh that's right. Yeah. Who had like the... The jacket. He, the jacket. The, the cowl. Oh everything about it. so and anyway. they're like who are these jokers and then they battle them and strong guy gets blasted immediately by karen because karen has some okay here's here's feet. the here's the mangy death bird repaint that has fur on it oh oh, oh. oh no here's yeah wild so again, it, well, well, when this sto- when this uh, episode airs, remind me to like post these. Okay. We'll okay. Um, so... And and then the other one, hold on, it's right here. So this, oh, like, oh no, th- th- this picture doesn't give it full justice. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, so 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 this is the character like out of the box. Oh. oh. 
and the rockets. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. But like the best is when she's like actually. So like, again, this is her like sitting. Um, Come on, focus, focus camera. Oh, as the camera focuses, it just gets. Oh, Oh. it just gets worse and worse. But like like, the way, but like the way that you like have to like sit her. Like it's articulation has come such a long way. And apparently, oh, apparently, face molds have also come a long way. Yeah, it's so wild. It's so wild. Like, like what? Like what were they? What were they thinking when they molded this character? Because like what people wanted. So this right here is obviously someone's custom. Like what people wanted is yes, yes. That one looks good. That one looks like her. In the right. comics, it's just again, just yeah. Well, just wild. Hasbro, if you're listening, since I know you are, um, <laughs> where is our updated Wolfsbane figure? Right, that's not that's not a Walgreens exclusive. That's just a fucking head that you yeah, throw on a new mutant's body. Yeah. So, so in this battle, <laughs> um, Karen goes right to Strong Guy. He has a grudge. Yeah. yeah, so Strong Guy gets flung into a car. Alex shoots all his shot at one go against Karen, who's like, impressive light show, but I bet you don't have stamina. No. Oh, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> add your own subtext there. As Havoc is a chaotic bottom. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so Polaris takes on this doctor in a big mechanical suit, which makes sense, like metal suit against magnetic powers. Mm. I'm never going to win. Then we've got the carnivore against Wolfsbane and Madrox. And like points for Madrox are being nimble. All his dupes <laughs> are like clinging, wrapped around any limb that they can get for carnivore. And then Quicksilver against number one fan. And there's some, it's just, but he, number what one do fan. you do with number one fan? Obviously uh, a joke character created just to be killed off and then resurrected to just be to be killed, killed off. off again. I feel like I Chad know. probably have feelings about, from Grand Malkin Lane would have feelings about number one fan. I, I feel like there have been some references. I will <laughs> propose a bonus episode to Chad about number one fan for you to be on with him. It's just so ridiculous. He'd probably be into it. I so. I hope so. Chad. Yes. Let's be friends. <laughs> um, and Karen is like, I'm just never going to run out of hatred. I'm going to keep throwing you. And Strong Guy's protecting Havoc, who has run out of steam. And he goes after Karen. He's like, the rest of the team... They've got it covered. Yeah, they're, they're they're doing their job fighting the other people. And uh, Havoc is trying to be helpful, and he ends up, like, losing his grip and just hanging there from his ridiculous jacket. And he's like, I hope Scott doesn't hear about this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. The... This battle is just going. Um, Carnivore throws off Wolfsbane, who is then threatened by number one fan. But Quicksilver doesn't really seem to care. Just is faster than the propellers and punches them. Um, Polaris is still kicking ass, as one would expect. Number one fan is giving me Lloyd Bridges as the White Knight in 1985's production of Alice in Wonderland. Yes! 
Oh, that yes. thing you showed me. Is my favorite yes. version is CBS produced a two-part Alice in Wonderland yes. through the look of glass. Jam tomorrow, jam yesterday, but never, ever, ever, ever jam today. No, thank you, Carol Channing and Anne Jillian for stepping in and being the Broadway queens that you are yes. in that version. Okay, side note, Daryl and I found all of the Betty White and Carol Channing episodes of The Love Boat, and they were perfection. <laughs> and now someone posted about a Love Boat episode with Carol Channing, Della Reese, um, Ethel Merman, and Ann Miller. It's a bro- And we haven't seen it, and I oh. need that oh in my, my gosh. life. That's, yeah, we, I mean, just legends and icons only. I love Ann Miller. So Lloyd Bridges is up here threatening people <laughs> with his propeller hands. And Polaris, like, chops off the lasers from the doctor's suit. And it's just bad. Number one fan ends up chopping up the doctor in a suit. And he's like, you so, idiot, so, yeah. you stupid fool. It's like, I said, I'm sorry. The dialogue is just wild. And then he gets bisected. <laughs> and then in revenge, the doctor lasers number one fan in half. It's just like, ooh, that's gross. Carnivore. I'm going to skip ahead a little bit to Carnivore. That's fine. This is, it's a lot of battle. Like, it's half like, of this main story is this battle. Yeah, it's like but campy also, fun battle, though. But, but Quicksilver does have a great line. I agree. For that amount of stupidity, nothing less than drawing and quartering should have sufficed. <laughs> <laughs> Quicksilver, always such a dick. Um, yeah, that's when Havoc gets up there and stuck on his jacket. Strong Guy has the, um, takes a staff and tries to use it but it's one of those like if you're a villain like points to karen for being like that's not actually a weapon i don't need it for my power it just helps me focus and that and then and then it starts wrapping itself around strong guy and attacking him does it oh that's fun yes um (laughs) we've got carnivore the dinosaur chomps down on madrox and I think it must be Madrox Prime because with a stomp of his foot, there's a big blusplat. <laughs> Not a splat, but a blusplat. Blusplat. And the stomp created a dupe, but within Carnivore's Mouth head. And exploded and, him. <laughs> <laughs> and Quicksilver's like, Madrox, you, I hate to admit it, but that was brilliant. And Madrox throws up on Quicksilver's He's like, boots. Oh, thanks. And both he and the dupe just all over. Both of them. They boot all over the boots. <laughs> it's great. Um so, so so then we have the big reveal of that. It's oh my gosh, it's Charlie, that one kid I knew that one time. In- <laughs> yeah, right. right before I got hit by a bus. <laughs> right. Yes. <clears throat> Well, I, I guess uh, he was the one friend that Guido had his entire Yeah. Life. Or Guido was the one friend that this kid had. Or both. I think it was probably me. I both. think it was both. Oh, oh, I thought I would have hoped that Strong Guy would have more friends. No, because he was a giant freak guy. No one no one likes him. But not before he got hit by the bus. It was well, after that his body transformed. Wow. Well. Mm. So so there's the reveal. That... Alex hits um Karen from behind with the blast, which is actually effective, sort of. And who appears but our friend Clute? Clute is like, you just failed epically. <laughs> like, 
the underworld cannot take me seriously if you are my yeah. avatar on earth because you blew it yeah you're supposed to get me souls you're supposed to like torture them you're supposed to make them beg none of that happened so i'm bringing you to hell and guess what your parents are here because your mom was a high class hooker and your dad was her pimp and that's why they're in hell which sex work is work and not a sin so right. um that messaging a little off i still think it's comedic that he's going to have to spend eternity in hell with his parents um yeah and clue just like okay bye <laughs> right right he's just, he was like i i'm gonna cut my losses here i'm good yeah <laughs> and and that's sort of it like the gargoyle demon throne that got turned into a fantastic car falls apart around everyone and polaris brings it down safely so no one gets injured or dies well after, yeah strong guy had to protect havoc because if anyone's going to get hit by a rock <laughs> it's going to be havoc he's such a <laughs> sensitive bottom and then we get uh, the patriarchy of roots as <clears throat> had been. so if this is the original cane that the charlie had when he was in his nascent sociopath phase with the knife in it with a knife in it and strong guy is like what's this button as i'm standing behind polaris who's wearing nothing and there's a snick and polaris goes yow because she gets knife. jabbed in the thing is, it's not just like a little needle it's a whole fucking knife he stabbed her in the ass that's not funny yeah yeah it's we see what you were trying to do and it should not have been done no right like, it tried to end on a comedic beat that really falls short yeah so, so that's the main story and then we, we get our first backup story which, which is, is the one you referenced amanda yes. where so, we go yeah, for it yeah i mean not a lot really happens it's just kind of them hanging out and then throughout throughout it and we come to find out at the end of the story, it's just Val, Kil Val Kilmer, Val Cooper, <laughs> just sort of like reading through everyone's files. Which um, is weird. Yeah, but 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 for Val Cooper, like it makes sense. Like she she would. And like, she's copying the files. So she would have done it a long time ago when she formed the team. Like Val Cooper is not a woman to go into any situation unprepared. Like you meet with her, she has a dossier about every book that you'd never return to the library this might have been at the beginning when she so, was first so, so yeah so i'm gonna say i'm wondering if um if this is like towards the beginning of the team forming but there <laughs> isn't but there isn't like a a beat or anything to tell us that it's at the beginning no um no context um but we, so we uh, do find out that when Polaris has IT issues and someone, and you say like, I'm going to throw this computer out the window. She literally does it. So she fucks up the computer. Um, and but, that's when. But also that's a very Lorna thing to do. Yes. She's like, oh, this isn't working. Smash. Yeah, that's fair. And we, there are some like other fun developments, like Quicksilver's building a house of cards because in therapy with Doc Samson, he's like, do something to focus to take the world at its own pace do something that you cannot do super fast yeah. so also yeah, well, number one yes so again just kind of kind of like sk skimming this again so 
I, I also want, I think I want to reiterate that, yeah, I think this is at the beginning because again, so the whole reason Lauren is mad is that she can't get access to anything on the computer. And in true government fashion, and anyone who has worked for the government knows, just the reason you can't get it is because the House Committee funds this department's going through our mission logs and training efforts to reevaluate our progress. It's like the, the, the process is happening. We just have to wait for it to like settle. And it's like, it's an, that's it's an every audit. time, every yes. time for, again, anyone who has ever worked for the government, like, yeah, that's what happens. Like sometimes the next day you go to log into something, you know, have access and it's like, oh, well, that's because this and this and this needs updating and we have to recompete for the contract and we have to, it's like, ugh, ugh. Well, as and someone who like, works in local government, I feel that. <laughs> yeah, and she's like, don't worry, it's just, it's all routine. You guys are fine. And, and, this also, and also I love the fact that they live in Georgetown. Georgetown is one of the worst places like because there's no there's no metro in or out of of georgetown um it's designed that way on purpose it's to keep quote poor people out like because yeah yeah for it keeps public transportation out out of there and it's it's just like oh you guys live in georgetown the worst and also the fact that she's like oh just real quick i have to go to a meeting on capitol hill that's not very close (laughs) like that's gonna take you a minute especially in days before uber like, man, that's going to take you a while. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe she just had it with the team. It's like, I need to make this is a good excuse as any. So I would yeah. recommend this backup story to anyone who's new to the X Factor team. Or new to a lot of X-Men. Like, if I had read this before, I'd be like, oh, that's cool. Now I actually know who these people are. And it goes, right. it gives their history from like 1960s right. present day. It, and again, in in like true context, like Quicksilver has kind of the longest entry um, because I th- also he has had kind of like the most like growth um, mm-hmm. a- a- as a character, which I think is great. Um, and that, so we go, so we go from his, and also this is how, why I think it's like still relatively new to them join, becoming X-Factor is because it like literally ends when they join the team. It's like, it doesn't go into anything that's happened since they've been uh-huh. on the team. Um, and then Polaris and all of her, uh, I've gotten brainwashed by several different people, Glory. Um, I also appreciate this artist like legitly redrawing and paying homage to a lot of sort of like famous issues and covers and images from previous yeah. comics instead of just like trying to draw something new, which is great. Cause like almost every image, especially in like Polaris's story are legitly just images from comics and uh, the penciler is just named as buzz oh so uh, that is someone using a pen name covering up who they actually are i feel but it's uh, but the inker is l milgram so but to your point like it's so good like the storm nightcrawler colossus team rescuing Uh folks from krakoa looks great like the original Iceman with his super like planes of ice on his face is good um his little uh, throwing, throwing a snowball at magneto is super cute <laughs> uh, i mean my, my my favorite image of uh zaladane over polaris which again as as someone who as someone who i think was the only person who has cosplayed that version of zaladane is i that's a cool <laughs> look like the bride of frankenstein hair the cape just the it's, Z. it's a lot it's um, fun so again like everybody just being uh well 
so no, he does say that he's doing this exercise as recommended by Dr. Samson, which again is later in the run. Mm -hmm. And um, again, Polaris in her session being like, I'm defeating anorexia. I'm wearing nothing. Um, uh, So Strong Guy literally gets like two panels of an origin story. (laughs) Yeah. Because that's literally all of the development that he'd had. Madrox yeah. gets his Fantastic Four origin. Yes. That is, was fun. Which is great. Uh, um, oh, and H- Havoc, of course, gets the terrible living Pharaoh. I didn't up. realize that that was a thing with him, but now I do. I'm like, that's fun. <laughs> um, um, it, or something. Yeah. And, and, and then just like, hey, also, we're going to kind of skip over this part, but like Alex also was a mutant-hating supremacist on Genosha for, like, a hot second. Yes. Yeah. Just tossed in there, and it was like, oh, yeah. ignore that. It's like, he was, he was like, brainwashed. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Don't, yeah. don't, don't look that hard into it. I do like the um, Rain and Madrox in their, their low-budget danger room, and right. all the dupes trying to do, like, a tower. <laughs> and they're like, watch the knee, buddy. <laughs> hey, my head, like careful with that that's my head like, yeah it's hilarious um yeah it's a good background and we should say like the computer screen that like opening all of these com- these personnel files uh-huh. there's the copy she's copying it to like a floppy disk right yes um and then she finds her record and it has nothing and she's like quit <laughs> <laughs> and you yep. know it's like the 90s like actual floppy disks oh yeah yeah. oh yeah when you had to make a distinction between a hard disk and a floppy disk but the hard disk is not an actual hard disk in your computer it is a literal disk that is hard right right that is also not a disk so Uh, but yeah the 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 bitch fell cooper love her yes and she's like i'm sure this information can be put to very good use like she she's planning i like her and our last plan. backup story, are you ready for it, Amanda? Yeah, just nah. <laughs> I mean, fair. It's a strong guy backup story, and it's very it's, depressing. It's only strong guy. Yeah, and, he's, and and the thing is that like it makes sense to have a strong guy backup because like he should he's kind of the central character of the ch- the Charon Caron story. Yep. So it's like, oh, we're actually going to give him some development because we really didn't get to last time, but also. I really don't like Guido. I've never really liked Guido. I, I, again, I, kind of similarly to you know what 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 I said on the the last um, the last episode. He was kind of like a joke one off character that they made to be a bodyguard of Lila Cheney and then tried to then make him a character. And I'm just like that to me, unless he's just like the background idiot in the background just to like throw some stuff and make a joke i don't feel like he works like i i read so the what you guys mostly do is like that the 2000s era extra mm-hmm. investigations i i have almost that entire series uh like it's especially from from like number like when it became 100 when it like it did like the 100 on or whatever mm-hmm. um, oh yeah like i th- that was something that i used to read monthly and like what they were doing with him, I was like, "Ugh, I don't need him to be this deep character. I don't need it. Like he's not, he's not that interesting to me." 
So, I, I, ugh. again, this story is cute. Whatever yep. he finds, you know, he he finds a dog in wreckage, which takes him eight hundred pages to get there. Um, it's it's eight hundred pages of dead bodies. Yeah, like, there's yes. been a subway accident. Everyone's dead. He does some helpful there's a, stuff. There's a gas leak. He turns the the gas off. He props up the ceiling, makes it safe for the rescue crew, and but and he's like desperately trying to find someone who's alive. Like the idea that there's all this death and destruction does not fit into his worldview. He's like, I need something, but it's just that dog. And when he gets out, all these people are just shitting on him. Of like, you muties, I bet you did this and. Yeah. And and like, why didn't you rescue anyone? Or, and uh, what about my daughter? And finally, he snaps. He's like, "They're all dead. Everyone down there is dead." And um, they're like, "Oh, you saved a dog, but you can save people. You're a shit bag." And they're and like, he just got there. Like, and uh, then he goes back and sits on a stoop and has a sad boy moment with the dog. Yes, and like the dog appreciates him. Where he's like, "I'm just trying to do my best," but. You know, mutants are so looked down upon that even our best, when we're doing our best, like I did what I could for the rescue crew. And um, even that wasn't enough for them, for me as a mutant. Yeah. And like, there's nothing more I could do. Has the sad boy moment. The dog um, gives him a little kiss on the nose. And that's it. It's sort of a downer to end the issue on. Yeah. yeah. Like for something that was more fun and campy at the right. beginning and like that it, ridiculous it just, battle. Again, it was a weird turn again to give him character development, which I'm like, and that's the same thing. Like the character development they try to give him when he like dies in I mean, maybe spoiler alert, because I don't know where you guys are in your in your I I finished it. Daryl has not. It's fine. Yeah. Go. But but yeah, but like when he becomes like because again, this that story is at least 10 years old by now. Oh, um, absolutely, yeah. But like he like becomes like the king of hell or whatever, and I was like Guido for what, for <laughs> for, for why, like why 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 is this the the way that you guys did this? Um, but and so to to move forward, so I will say there's then like the um it, at least in the issue that that I I'm reading there's then the copy of the trading card that that Caron comes with. Yes. Um, and. The character does look cool. Like he could be a cool villain of the '90s, and then you like you read this background. It's like he's this the badass thing. It's like no, this is a joke character. Like why why are we even pretending? Oh, this, they tried so card. they tried so hard on the cards, and you as a guest um, for your two episodes, the two, the two new characters from your issues are on our podcast logo for the season. Yes. And yes. available on merch um, uh, in Art of Lucas's store. Like, because visually, Karen looks really cool. Yeah. Like, he, mysterious and evil. Um, but this is his only appearance ever he in was, Marvel history. He was, A, he was more villainous as a psychotic kid mm. yes. than he was as a villain. Because he just failed so hard. So, so hard. But he, like, he, like, he did not know how to use magic at all he could have been better like he could become a villain like mm -hmm. right. oh i'm gonna gather souls for my over demon overlord like right. that's yeah, a right. thing that would set him up as right like, being something more something yeah but yeah no, just just terrible um so what uh, we're on the same page do we want to see more of karen ever no okay 
I mean, I don't. Um, I mean, there's some villain possibility, but also like he's psychotic. Like the animal cruelty thing was just a lot. It was. Um, <laughs> did this, the other two questions, did this issue do the job of trying to hook you into X Factor? I, I say kind of. I'd say the backup story did a lot in yes, terms of... Yes. So, so the, the backup story is good for bringing in new characters. So I would say that, um, you know, some people complain about like those recap kind of issues, but my two points to that are number one, the first issue that I ever bought with my own money was uh, Excalibur 41. And it was a very, you know, it was early on, I was just like, just kind of learning about comic books and, and whatever. And I bought that issue not knowing what it was about, but it happened to be the issue where Lockheed gets put on trial by his home planet. And it's just like this backup story. It's just a retelling of all of the members of Excalibur's origins. And I, from the trading cards, I knew about Nightcrawler, Shadowcat, and Phoenix. But getting the background on Captain Britain and Megan, who I had never sort of heard of or read about before, was very, for me as a brand new reader, was awesome. Number two, as as an actor, um, there's a reason that Shakespeare, uh, when he writes stories, um, there's always what I call the in case you fell asleep monologues. So <laughs> when I was in college, I played Friar Lawrence. Uh, and usually in more modern uh, version, like when people redo the, the, the play, uh, remountings of the show, they cut two giant monologues that Friar Lawrence has in the in from the text because number one it's Shakespeare so you can there's no copyright on it or anything mm -hmm. it's, it's public domain um, and number two they're literally those oh by the way we know that we're performing this four hour long show in front of a crowd that can't read or write and is there for the party and is drinking and talking and yelling so like these monologues are the hey so if you weren't paying attention for the last hour let me tell let me catch you guys up and tell you what's going on. And in these, especially like this time period, these older issues, these were very important to me as a reader because it gave us background. There wasn't Wikipedia. There wasn't, you know, you know, Google searches. A lot of people didn't really have like a lot of nerd friends. I know that when I read comics, it was like more of like a secret thing that I did at my home by myself. Um, I didn't want to talk to people at the comic book store. Like, you know what I mean? It was like... Mm -hmm. You, you kind of had like find your own way of finding about, you know out about stuff so these were very important um so so yeah I, I I feel like this and it gives you like the flavor of like Peter David's kind of run where it's like it's kind of campy also weirdly dark at times mm -hmm. um but but still for the most part just like fun superhero nonsense um and I feel like this book kind of kept kept with that yeah. It definitely hooks me into want. I want to go back and read this team of X Factor um, because it did expose me to like I obviously I've read a lot of Peter David and his humor. Um, I'm glad it's present back then. Like I've read more modern stuff with X Factor Investigations and Captain Marvel, where the humor is very front and center, and I'm glad that that's just the tenor of what he was writing and how he approached the team even when it was back in the 90s and he is part of that x office as well mm. yeah so um for me it did the job nice 
So, uh, Demanda, as we're wrapping up, where can people find you? So, I am a, I'm Demanda Martini. I am a D.C., Washington, D.C.-based uh, drag performer and cosplayer. You can find me across uh, most social media at Demanda Martini, D-M-A-N-D-A-M-A-R-T-I-N-I. Uh, coming up, if you are someone who uh, goes to conventions, I will be at FlameCon in August in New York City. I will be at Fan X in Salt Lake City in September. Uh, I will be at Farpoint uh, in Baltimore in February, and I will be at WonderCon in March in Anaheim, California. Uh, so those are like my big upcoming conventions. Uh, again, I'm in DC. I perform all the time. So uh, come follow me on social media to find out where uh, I will be. Uh, I perform at a lot of brunches. I perform at a lot of weekday bingo shows. Um, so yeah, so come find me. And I, with all of these conventions coming up, I have a bunch of new cosplays that are coming, which Ooh. are exciting. Very um, exciting. Uh, so, so yeah, so, uh, come follow me and, uh, join in the fun. Thank you so much for bearing with us as we <laughs> dragged you on this journey in the 1993 annual. Always a pleasure. Yes. Uh, yes. Thank, thank you guys so much for having me. It's been a lot of fun. And everyone can find us on X Factor Files podcast on Instagram and threads. Um, oh. please find us on threads. Um, <laughs> And discuss things with us there too. And until next time, we'll see you later. Be well. Bye. Bye.